Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to an edition of The Word Podcast with Jeff and Robin Pru. We are here, and we are enjoying our nice hot cocoa. Well, pretend hot cocoa. I know. We're on a diet. So I know. Not a diet, a lifestyle, honey. Yeah. And you can still have it. You know, you just, they have sugar the free. light kind, sugar-free. And, yeah. You know, or just so have let me, it Let me pretend. Let me pretend. Did you mm. blow on it? I did already. You should have something here. I got marshmallows in mine. This is delicious. Delicious. Call those things that be not. Jesus right? had spoke. He called the water wine, right? Mm-hmm. The the wine water. So this is these are a little make sure we said we gotta have um, we gotta have our coffee mugs for Christmas. We didn't get them this time. We had a little. You did some stuff cool in the set to make it kind of look Christmassy for us during the holidays. But I thought, give me those white ones, and we'll make our own. So we made our own Christmas mugs. They're not, honey. You're not even proud of them. You don't hold it up. Uh, well, you're stiff. Here's here's the enjoy problem. it. Here's the problem i pick I, it up i drink like no no, no this, just do it just hold it like backwards. this just hold it like this so like i have this. to hold there you this go. way to time did it. i smudge it <laughs> anyhow you did, you did cute job that was sweet it's beginning to look like like a lot like christmas honey it really I is I'm, I'm excited getting the lip in the air it's starting to feel good yeah. um a lot of people are actually to, to me a lot of people are a little more excited about christmas this year than maybe in times past yeah. i don't know if it's because of the lockdown last year or whatever but mm, maybe not but but we went to stores and they're out of certain items yeah, and stuff that already. store owners said that they had people come way early this year right after halloween people pretty much putting up their yeah. decorations and i know stuff. and I, I was kind of a little bummed with that um couple of the stores that I love to go to after Christmas for their after Christmas sales. And I'm like, there's, I mean, there's hardly anything now in this, you know, in those particular stores. Right. And it's only, you know, the beginning of December. So yeah. I won't get my deals afterwards, but that's all right. Well, we trust God because I'd like right. to, we got a few bucks to shed for the, for the end of the, the Christmas holidays. That's, we really want to get some things even for the church too. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, like you said, you know, trust God. What we're going to talk about today, I think, is is really important because, um, you know, one of the things that I thought of too at these stores, and um, and I had talked with one of the people um, that were working there, and I said, "You guys are out of so much already." And he said, "Yeah." He goes, "We've never seen where um, people came in." like immediately and shopped and got everything. And he goes, and, you know, we haven't ever been this empty before. And, you know, I think some people, some people are excited. They want to just get their shopping done. But I really feel like, you know, social media came out with, you know, get your stuff now um, for Christmas because there's not going to be anything left on shelves by the time it's Christmas. And I think that there was a fear in some people that drove them to just be like, I've got to get out. I've got to, you know, get myself now because yeah, what if it's empty? And, um, but we're going to, what we're talking about today, I know is just going to help people in their, you know, um, just get rid of that mindset of, you know, that fear of I have to get, get, get. And we're going to talk today about giving. Now, I got to ask you a question. And I want you right now, those of you that are watching, just go ahead, like and share this, uh, get it out so that people, you know, can see this because I know it's going to be important for them. But uh, talk about, you know, giving and getting. But um, what was your favorite childhood gift that you got for Christmas? So we talked about this with our family. Um, what was a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, 
And I told myself, I think my favorite gift was a $50 bill one time I got, which would probably been like the amount of like $150 today. But when you're 12 years old, that's kind of a big deal. But, um, and I don't know what happened that year that we didn't get Christmas. I don't remember what happened, but anyways, maybe that's what I wanted. But, um, actually going back when I was a little guy, um, maybe around that, that six, seven year old kind of mark, um, getting, uh, back in the seventies, you, you will remember this when you're a kid, big wheels. Remember big wheels had the big wheel in the front and had the two small wheels in the back. You know, and you kind of it sat all the way down to the ground. You cradled it, you know, it was a low rider and you, you pedaled that sucker and the wheels were out on the big, on the big part of the wheel. But mine came with a brake. It was a new one and it had a brake so that when you're running, you know, you're, you're, pedaling really fast with your friends you could hit that brake and man you could spin and do a full circle oh it was just like like everything to me and, and me and my cousin matt got big wheels one um one christmas and that's all of course it's like christmas time and couldn't do but we did in his basement we had fun we just had a good time you yeah know? that was probably my like that moment of like what i got a big wheel that's incredible that that, that excite me you know yeah that's your remember how about you well um it while I'm telling you mine, go ahead down below because we love going back and reading um, what you guys have, you know, what you guys type in. And we love that you're writing, um, you know, uh, putting some stuff out there and it's, it's a helping for other people too to read it. Absolutely. But go ahead, write down what was your favorite childhood gift that you got at Christmas. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, especially um, us older ones. You know, you talk about big wheels and stuff like that, you know, so let us know because we want to go back and read it. But mine was, okay, so I have an older sister and a younger sister. And a lot of times at Christmas, my parents would get, um, they would get all of us the same exact thing. And so really, whoever opened up the present first, you know, um, you know, like a pair of pajamas. So then we, you know, my sister and I knew, okay, Everybody we're knew. getting yeah. pajamas too. Yeah. It was always like the surprise of the color <clears throat> then. Right. But one year, um, I remember I got a watch. I thought that thing, it was one of those big, chunky, you know, plasticky kind of watches, but right. it really worked. And I thought that was probably my start where love of jewelry. But I, <laughs> I loved this watch. And yeah. so all my sister, my two sisters and I, we each got new pajamas. We got this stuffed toy. It was actually a stuffed mouse. It was like this really big, fat stuffed mouse. And we each got a watch. But I, I love that watch. I wish I had it I wish it you today. had it today. That'd be kind of cool. cool. So you, yeah. you should look it up, Google it, see if you can find it. That'd be kind of fun. See if you can, maybe somebody has it on eBay or something like that. Yeah. You know, as a memory type thing. So, but anyways, we're going to be talking about today about not being a Scrooge, basically, or Grinch, right? Um, about giving in the spirit of giving. And um, one of the things that I, I, I've learned and we've learned together, you know, in our walk with God is that giving is really all about trust because I'm giving something to someone or an entity, maybe a church, something like that for the Lord, giving for the work of the Lord. I'm doing it out of trust, whether I trust, you know, uh, that basically I'm, I'm trusting that God's going to be able to replenish that which I've given because sometimes when you give, it's a sacrifice, right. especially during this time of year. People, parents, a lot of times will sacrifice what they don't have to make sure their kids are happy. And by the way, we teach our people here at church that we don't believe that happiness equals gifts. We believe right. that your, our time with our children equals gifts. And the more time you give your kids, the more happy they'll be in life. But um, but you do have to trust God. But I, I have something I want to share. But let's talk about what you God gave you first. And then maybe we'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll inter, tweet, yeah. interwind it with 
intertwine. We'll jump in with each other. Intertwine, intertwine. Yeah, and intertwine. Intertwine it. Yes. Internet. Intertwine it. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I, I the other night when we had our prayer night, we do it once a month, the, the first nights. Thursday mm-hmm. of the month, and um, we were here and. And you had walked over to me and you just handed me the mic and you just said, you know, just pray, you know, pray. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and I just, I, I was so overwhelmed with just going, you know, Lord, what do you want? I was actually at the moment thinking, Lord, what do you want me to pray? What can, what can we come in agreement to pray? But when I said that, I just felt like the Lord was just like so um, blessed mm. That I would ask him, Lord, what would you like? And I began to pray, and I just said, you know, we're we're in this season right now of you know with Christmas coming up that we get so overwhelmed in thinking about what we want or what we need to you know get for somebody else, and it's all this pressure financially, um, you know, emotionally, all these kind of feelings. And when was the last time that we just said? To the Lord, Lord, it's all about you, anyways. What can I give to you? And I was reminded um, of Isaiah. I read this the other day, and in my study time, Isaiah forty-five three says, "And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret treasures. And I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord of of." Uh, that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. When I thought of that, I was like, you know, because sometimes we can get in that thinking, honey, where we just feel like as if, God, you forgot me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're blessing everybody else around me. But Lord, you know, what about me? And that promise that he says is, I know you by name. I call you by name. And therefore, I want to bless you. And God is such a good giver that we need to be like he is. You know, John three sixteen. I love it in the um, Passion Translation. It says this, for, he is the, um, for here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only son, unique son, as a gift so now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but will experience everlasting life. God is our example of giving. And it mm-hmm. wasn't this thing of, you know, you better put this financial uh, amount and that means something. If you give, you know, you have to give this certain things. God just gives out of his heart because he loves us. And if we love God, shouldn't we also be givers? And not just financially, but givers of our time, givers of our words, givers that we can be an encouragement to somebody else. And, you know, so I, in this time of just easily getting overwhelmed with the the financial, side of it when it comes to the gift giving, can't we just be like God and just give of ourselves? Well, I think the answer is, well, yes, but the, there's always the flesh and selfishness. You know, Sunday I preached that message, the king remembers. So yeah. that's a great scripture, and I never saw that to put that into my message on Sunday. And I told the people I was actually working it out. I, it, it was not a great a, message. I appreciate get, it. You need to go back you should, yeah, and you should on check it out. Facebook, on our YouTube, and go back and re-listen to that one. I think the fact of the matter is is that, um, uh, again, the great scripture you brought out, that, that he, he knows us by name. He 
The king does, does not forget the promises he made to his people. But what he's looking for, you know, and this goes right back into Thanksgiving stuff. It goes back into gratitude. It goes back into Thanksgiving. And when you're a thankful, grateful person, you become a giving person. Your trust level is high because you trust in whom you are giving to and toward. And and um, I think that even when we, we give to our friends or relatives or when we give to the poor, this weekend uh, we have um, Christmas in Milwaukee. And, and I just want to remind those that are watching that are from Faith Builders, this is actually um, just a little bit time sensitive for, I don't know what time you're going to be watching this or what, what date you're going to be watching this on, but um, um, but this weekend, Saturday is, what date is it, December? It's the, the 11th. The 11th. Uh, we have Christmas in Milwaukee, so uh, hopefully you're going to be coming out, those who volunteer, we really need the help. But uh, it's going to be a great, great, grandiose thing that we're going to do here at the church. But the Bible says when you when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord, and God repays back. I don't know that it's it's a sin or wrong for us to trust that God will pay us back. That if we give, um, we give, we can expect a harvest. That a harvest will come. But you're right; it comes out of a heart that is willing. Right. That is willing. Matter of fact, First um, uh, Chronicles chapter twenty nine verse twelve says, "Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all." In your hand is power and might. In your hand, your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. <clears throat> but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? God expects us to be, another scripture says, to be willing and obedient. So not just obedient, but also to be willing and obedient. And then you'll eat the good of the land for all things come from you and of you of your own we have given you goes back to your point that it all belongs everything belongs to god it all belongs to him anyways and so when he requires something of us and and he asks something for for us to do everything we do for him in obedience is an act of giving toward him and that can then be put into seed form that seed time and harvest that when i give it's seed that goes in the ground that can produce a harvest right you know i I was i read this one time and and uh they talk about there's three types of givers Mm. um there's grudge givers duty givers and mm-hmm. thanksgivers. Mm. And a grudge giver says, I hate to give. Duty givers say, I'm forced to give. Thanksgivers say, I want to give. Right. And the grudge giver um, givers give with a certain amount of resentment. Uh, <laughs> duty givers on, uh, give only because of the obligation that they have. But thanksgivers give freely and from the heart. And, you know, just it, to break in real quick, our granddaughter um, <laughs> came up with this word about, I don't know, maybe eight months ago, a year ago, whatever, and she started talking and she didn't have a lot of words. She, she came up with the word duty. Oh, and yeah. she, so she'll come up and she goes, What's she doing, duty? And she'll still do it to this day when she's trying to be funny. We don't know what she, we know what it can mean. We're hoping that's not what it means. She thinks it means, but she says all the time. So we, they're, what did you say? What kind of a, givers? A there? duty giver. No, you said the other ones. They're the, the um, free giver. The, gr- the grudge, grudge giver, giver, the duty giver, and the thanks giver. Yeah. So don't be a duty giver. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I thought oh, she's going to love that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it reminded me of in John 21 about the widow. You know, you have Jesus that, you know, he's standing over the offering and yeah. here's the rich that are coming in and that, you know, they're dropping in their, their money and everything. But in verse two of Luke 21, it says, and he noticed a very poor widow who dropped two small copper coins in the offering box. 
Listen to me, he said. This poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. For the rich only gave out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on. 2,000 years, we're still talking about this woman. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about the fact that it wasn't about a, a, a certain amount, right? but it was, what are you willing to give to God? And she was willing to give everything that she had, and that is what moved Jesus. Well, and, but Jesus said, and it did move Jesus, the willingness of the heart to give, and but the act, honey, it's the willingness. Yeah. I love what you're doing. You're taking it from the heart, and I'm taking it from the act, so we're putting the willing and obedient thing together. I see what the Holy Spirit's doing in this program right now, and so because it's not just being obedient and doing an act. It's the willingness, the heart to say, I, I love you. I, I want to give. I want to be a blessing to my friends. I want to be a blessing to my family, into my church, into the kingdom of God. I want to do these things. And then actually doing those things. Right. <clears throat> the Bible says that she went away and she was justified. She went away blessed right. as a result of that. This woman is remembered forever because of her giving um, out of the willingness of her heart to do it, but then the act of actually doing it, by a sacrificial gift like that, she walked away blessed and justified, Jesus said. This is very important. I, I don't know that uh, many people have ever given to a place where it's a, a sacrificial gift. We've done it on several occasions, um, more than several occasions sacrificially, but even sometimes where it's like, oh, no, you know, you almost, like you said, the one who gives out a grudge, grudgingly. It's not that we gave grudgingly, but later on you go, oh, my God, what did I just do? You know, I'm, I I have to make up now for what I just gave. And um, and years ago, the first time, I, th- I think that we actually really trusted trusted God with all that we had um, um, was when we— um, we gave um, of our of our our our, our um, uh, house. We we sold our house in Rockford, Illinois, and and we made like ten thousand dollars. That was nineteen ninety one, and I was actually thinking about something. I stumbled there for a second. So I'm thinking about something else before that, but because we've always been givers, and um, we sold our house and we made ten grand on it, and the church had just really been started months was months old and we were actually selling the house to move from Rockford to Beloit to be a part of the church there. And, um, my dad was raising money for chairs. We needed chairs for the new facility we just got. And he needed like, I think it was a total of like 10 or $11,000, whatever it was. And we made a decision to write a check for that $10,000 to pay for those chairs, whatever the remainder was. And I think it was the full 10 grand. I know we gave everything. And, um, and so we did that. We did that by faith. And and my my dad was going, oh no, you know that's a lot of money, guys. Maybe we give half that, you know. Don't he didn't want us to to be fanatical, but no, it was a heart that was willing, and we wanted to be obedient what we felt God did, said to do, and we did that. <clears throat> this is so incredible. Years later, now we're pastoring the church in Beloit in two thousand in two thousand and one. We did it till two thousand and eleven, so we did it for exactly a decade. We were there for one decade, ten years. And um, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk in Beloit, and the Lord reminds me of us giving that, that check for, that, for the chairs. Right. And he said, look where you're sitting now. I said, oh, my goodness. I had no idea. We were actually seeding a seed into our future. One day we were actually going to take over the ministry right. and be the senior pastors of that Beloit location. At the time, we were 20-somethings, young, 21, 22 years old, and and we were just doing it by faith. We were giving it out of a willing heart. We were being obedient to God, and the Lord gave us ten hundredfold uh, on that blessing. And now we're actually pastoring that church that we gave toward. Right. Amazing. God, he doesn't forget our giving. 
No, he doesn't. That's the amazing thing. Sometimes we forget. You know, sometimes... Um, you know, oh, he's reminded me of stuff so many times. Yeah, I'll be sitting there forgot. going, totally forgot. He goes, it's because of this. It's because of that. I mean, it's amazing. And he honors that, you know, and, and because he's a giver, he recognizes giving. He recognizes what we're doing. And By the and, way, honey, I'm going to yeah. cut you off. No, uh, but also giving up. You know, yeah. in other words, not just what we give, but the things we give up for him. Giving up bad behavior, giving up. Um, uh, I, I, well, I, I, the Lord has reminded me so many times in my life that I had long hair and I had an earring in my ear uh, at the time that I got saved. And I, I wore it that way when I was saying, I know no, we should, we should throw in a picture of that too. <laughs> yeah. I think people have seen the picture, something, one of them. And I got the mullet that got the earring in my ear. And, um, and, and so, um, and I was proud of that, you know, I liked the look and that kind of thing. And, 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 but anyways, I, um, I'm serving the Lord and I'm at work and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to cut your hair, get a haircut. And I want you to take the earring out of your ear. I don't, I didn't even, I didn't think twice, the, the fact that I heard God, that he asked something for me to do, for me to give or to give up, um, was such an honor for me. I was like, absolutely, I got a haircut that night, took my earring out and never put it back in. Not that that's wrong, long hair, shaved head, whatever, or piercings, uh, tattoos. None of, I'm not saying that any of that's wrong. I'm saying he he required of me. He asked yeah. me to do it. And he's he wanted told me, to see if you were willing and obedient to just... To give it to, give, to him, yeah. to give it up for him. And um, man, I wonder how many people will, are there watching us right now that God's speaking to right now to not just give in a financial way or even in a Christmas way, but actually to give up that God says, I don't want, I don't want you smoking those cigarettes. I don't want you drinking that alcohol. I don't, well, everybody else does. I know, and they may be saved, but he's asking, he's required of you. I don't want, uh, I, I'm, he's asking you maybe to give up um, certain friendships yeah. that are not godly, that are that are pulling you, dragging you down. Um, give up uh, you, you, uh, the movies you watch. Give up the kind of music that you listen to. I don't know. Whatever it is, but you may not find it in chapter and verse, but if he speaks to you to do it, man, you ought to be willing and obedient. Right. It's just asking the Lord, like I said, of just going, Lord, this is your season anyways. This is this is why we have Christmas, is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So why not ask him what it is that he would like to have in this season? Yes. And how exciting it is to give. Can you imagine, um, you know, I was thinking two of the, you know, the little boy that gave up his, you know, his fish and bread. Mm -hmm. And here, you know, he got to watch this most incredible miracle because he was willing to give something up. He could have kept it for himself. He could have had his lunch. He could have fed his friends or family or whatever, but he was just willing. What is it that you need? Yeah. Oh, you need some food to bless? Here, you can take mine. And the miracle that he got to be involved in and that he was, again, 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this, this kid that gave up and was willing to to give to the Lord. Amen. And and um, just put this in there. Yeah. He gives he gives two fish, five loaves. It feeds five thousand people. That's the no feeds. Five, excuse me, feeds five thousand men. Right. We don't know how many women and children that were there. Could have been up to fifteen thousand people that were there. It fed a multitude. Right, two fish, five loaves. The Bible says that it took twelve disciples with twelve baskets to go ahead and pick up the remaining 
remaining rather amount of fish and loaves, and it packed the 12 baskets. Well, what was that all about? Seed, time, harvest. The kid gives the seed. They go and feed the multitude. It was a miracle of God. Your seed means something when you give it to God. It it seems small, but God can take it, break it, and bless it. And then the Bible says they picked it up, and there's 12 remaining baskets. That, That tells me, honey, that God has an abundant overflow that he wants to give us based on the seed that we give. There's always more that comes to us at the end. I don't. I can't prove it, but you can't disprove it. I believe that kid walked away with 12 basketfuls to give his family. Right. Uh, you know, and that's how that's how God is. He's just saying, can you in this impossible situation that it looks impossible to you, if you're willing and obedient to be a giver, look at what God can do. He can take that impossible situation and turn it around and make it the most, you know, incredible miracle possible. The, the kingdom of God, the Bible says, is if a man should scatter seed in the ground, he doesn't know how, but he knows if he puts the seed in the ground, he gives the seed, he gives it away. He gives it away. It will, it will. Bob says first the sprout, then then the ear, and then the corn. In other words, it it it, it will it will it will produce a su- in a supernatural way. A seed already has what it needs. As a matter of fact, I wrote this down. God will turn your seed into what you need. So whatever it is, in other words, he always he will test us. He will test us like he tested us. He tested me with my give, cutting my hair and taking my earring out. He tested us with that $10,000 that we gave to the church. He tested us with so many other things that we've done throughout our lifetime to see what we're willing to do. You know, this church, we gave $100,000. This is almost 20 years ago from this ministry. At one time to one minister, we're still waiting for that harvest to come. Now, we've seen blessing as a result of it, but I know there's a hundredfold return that's going to come right. on that seed. It's going to happen. And and here's God's seed program. Are you ready? Here's God's seed program. You have conceed, proceed, and intercede. Okay? These are your seeds. Conceed, proceed, intercede. Concede that God's word always works. Proceed in obeying what his word has to say. And then intercede on behalf of his word until the harvest comes. I'll say it again. Concede the, that, that God's word works. Proceed in obeying what God's word says. And then intercede on behalf of what his word, um, on, on, on behalf of his word until the harvest comes comes good live a life of giving be generous that's right you know you're talking about need and isaiah 65 23 says and 24 they will not work in vain and their children will not be doomed to misfortune for they are people blessed by the lord and their children too will be blessed I will answer them before they even call to me Mm -hmm. while they're still talking about their needs I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Yes. And that's the thing that, you know, in this time that we're in right now is is not to get in that place of worry and gloom and uh, depression and um, fear because God knows what you need. He knows what, he he knows you by name. He is going to send you everything that you need if you'll be willing and obedient yeah. you know if you always have your fish uh, your your fist clenched i'm not going to give i have to hang on to this then they're not open to receive either that's right you've got to be willing to give and you know let me give you cuz we've got a few minutes and then you got some great stuff over there but um how do you know i i can see some good oh, notes coming don't up steal. there Um, (laughs) let me just give you, I want to give you, um, uh, let me give you some research that I, that I found. And then I want to give you a couple practical things. And it, it said 
this. This is now this is not a Christian thing. This is research. And it says that there are four health benefits of giving to others. Giving can have long-lasting physical and psychological benefits. Charity can boost both mental and physical health. Research shows that those who volunteer live longer and have happier lives. Mm -hmm. Charitable giving delivers a host of benefits to the body and brain. So whether you give your time or your money, you can experience low blood pressure, lower blood pressure, lower stress levels, less anxiety and depression, and increased self-esteem. And there's proven research that shows that when you give, it automatically releases chemicals in your body that brings a joy, that Mm. brings um, a delight into your life. So God already knew. He's like, I want you, I'm a giver and I want you to be a giver too. And I've already designed your body Mm -hmm. that as you give your time, your money, you give your experience, like I said, you give your words of encouragement to others, it automatically does something in the body that produces lower blood pressure. It re- it reduces stress levels. It le- uh, draws out your lifespan. It gives you long life. It releases the chemicals in your body. All these wonderful things. But here's the thing. <clears throat> On the practical side of it, mm-hmm. I just want to give you, and I want you, go ahead, down below, I want you to write in a couple, you know, write in one thing that you know, as, you, as you're hearing me talk about some things, that you know could be a benefit maybe to somebody else, something that you've done. I mean, before you get into that, season. I want to say this. Yeah. Giving creates a sense of peace and gratification. I wrote this down. It's right in line with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't know what we were going to say. With, we don't do that. So not that it's wrong. It's just that yeah. we just don't do that. Um, and then I wrote this down. Remember, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. More blessed to give than to receive. So I would imagine my blood pressure would be lower and and that I would have a greater, greater sense of That's peace right. in my life because I'm blessed. Right. The blessing produces those. It's actually, a, it's actually an anointing that comes when I give. An I'm, anointing comes to me. I, I love how science is finally starting to catch up to the Word of God. Absolutely. Begin those things. Yeah. But let me give you a couple of things because... You know, we're getting into the season now and and you're sitting here going, oh, you know, you're talking about giving, but you haven't seen my checkbook. You haven't seen, you know, I'm freaking out because I've got kids or grandkids or whatever that I want to buy them gifts and I don't have money and and they're going to be disappointed. First of all, they're not going to be disappointed. I've gone through Christmases before where, you know, it, it didn't have much. And it wasn't, it didn't affect me in life, okay? I was still okay. So first of all, don't let the enemy lie to you that you're going to do damage to these kids if they're not going to get a ton of stuff to open up. Uh, an idea that, it, that, you know, that you can do, maybe you only have a gift that you can give the kids. Well, then wrap presents up around the house and do a scavenger hunt to get to that last gift. Sure. It's all about opening up anyways, the, you know, boxes and paper or whatever. So just do a fun scavenger hunt. And all you need to do is maybe one gift to give them. They'll have a blast. Bake cookies and have it more of an experience of time of just fun and communicating with one another. Set a budget. Uh, I've done this with my family. Here's 10, you know, we set a $10 budget. 
what can you find for $10? We had more fun just trying to find a gift that we thought would be perfect for somebody for that amount. And we had a blast doing it. Mm. Um, make something. I made. I actually made some. They haven't gotten it yet. I made some gifts this year for some people. And they're vintage gifts. Well, vintage just means I didn't have to go out and really buy anything. I created <laughs> it with stuff. Or vintage for um, me means something out of my closet. <laughs> yeah. I've done... I, it, it, this gift giving, um, you know, I've had more fun putting it together and I've done some goodwill uh, things shopping to do that. Um, bless a family. If you've got some money, go bless some, a family with food or with, you know, with gifts too. Check on people that are alone. We always, every year, we do a birthday cake for Jesus. So to remind the kids, it's not about the presents you're going to get. It's about Jesus. It's his birthday. Let's celebrate him. The Lord I, said he's going keto this, 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 uh, this his birthday. Oh, I'm yeah. taking Christmas Day off. We're having some fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I saw this somebody was doing was a Jesus stocking. And I thought this was really a cute idea. And everybody wrote a letter to Jesus, and they put it in the stocking of just thanking Jesus, you know, throughout the year, something that, that they're just so thankful for and, and um, you know, just telling them that, that, that they love them. And so right. they wrote these and stuffed it in a stocking and they actually keep the letters in there every year. They just keep adding more and more mm. and they don't go back and read them. It's just something special that's a legacy that they're going to pass it's on good. to other families. Don't stress out. Go ahead, write down below. Maybe you got a cool idea of a way that can be helpful to somebody mm -hmm. that maybe is a little stressed out right now. Um, we have the Christmas in Milwaukee that's coming this Saturday. It's going to be for people that they couldn't afford a Christmas for their kids. And so we have been working very hard to set it up for kids, for parents to mm -hmm. come in to do shopping to get free, you know, presents for their kids and, and a free meal. They're going to have all this kind of stuff. Um, and we, we want volunteers. What a wonderful way of just going, you know what? I want to bless somebody else this year and just seed into them. And maybe, maybe you're okay. Maybe financially you're fine and you just want to give back to the community. Come and help, volunteer, be there to love on these people. But maybe you're saying, you know what? I'm stressed. I don't know what I'm going to do. Come. We want to help you too. Um, but also there is that seed. Let's seed into somebody else's life. And I tell you what, there's, uh, my parents did this all the time. They drove the church van for, our ch you know, um, for church. And they would go into neighborhoods that nobody else was willing to go into. In fact, they've been in drive-by shootings and all kinds of stuff because mm -hmm. the areas they went in. But every Christmas, my parents they made They didn't do sure. the shooting. No, they no. Got they got shot at. Yeah. They were driving along, picking up kids, shooting along. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. My mother came back in a, in a van that she drove, and it had a bullet, bullet hole that was just... She a, heard a shot. Yeah. And then came back, and there was, was a bullet hole. It was an inch hole. below her right. window. Yeah. Um, but, so, but every year, she would um, make sure that the kids that were on this van always had brand new coats and hats and mm -hmm. boots and gloves and, and a present. And we didn't have any, you know, we didn't have much. But she always made sure we're going to seed into somebody else's life because that's what it's all about anyway. It's generous. And, 
And it is. It's and living a life so that's generous. Joy that comes with that. Ton of, ton of joy. Uh, uh, to live generous means showing a readiness to give more of something as in money or time or effort than is strictly necessary or expected. It's giving above and beyond. And the truth is, most frustration comes when we live for ourselves. That's really what you're saying. Right. You know, this is this is a great season to step out. Christmas season should be all year long, but what a, what a wonderful time to step out and be a generous giver who's willing and obedient to give uh, to God's people, to give to the house of God. You know, if people are not, if you're not, if you're not tithing, you need to be, become a tither. Um, start confessing over yourself. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. This is what I do. And then take an act. Be risky. Take the risk. Act on it. Watch what God will do. He'll bless you. Man, it does all these physical, you know, Pastor Rob just mentioned all these physical things that happen, a blessing in your life. But not only that, but also your relationships are blessed. Your children are blessed. Right. Your your, your health, your 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 wealth, um, people in your life, everything is blessed. Right. We give not just for for us. We give because uh, we want our children to be blessed, and we want our grandchildren to be blessed, and, and their children. And it just keeps going on throughout the generations. And that's what giving does, because when God remembers our giving, and he, he, there's a blessing that is attached to that, that blessing continues to just grow. And so I, I'm excited over this season. I already told our family, I said, you know what? It's not about gifts this year. It's more about, you know, just experience. It's more about the fact that we're together and it's about us making sure that we can bless somebody else. And, and, and I tell you what, I'm already, um, I think this Christmas is probably one I'm, I'm the most looking forward to. Well, we've got two beautiful grandkids. That's probably the best Christmas gift we, you and I, we talk about all the time that we're just so blessed about that. And so to see their little happy faces now has become everything. So uh, it used to be our, our own kids. Now it's their kids. So, <laughs> and um, we know, we know you guys feel the same and we believe that this message is being helpful to people. Um, get that stinking Scrooge, stingy yeah. Grinch thing you out of your spirit. Get to the house of God. Amen. And this season that we're yes. in, we where I think we've just been so inundated with social distancing, mm-hmm. you know, and well, and it's same. like we're, I feel like we're beating a dead horse or yeah. something here. We're saying the same things over and over. Not that you say anything wrong, but it's like it's I say the same thing too. But it's like you know, guys, let's we got to grow up. We got to be to come right. to church and mature and say enough is enough. We just got to be at the house of God. We Get need, back to the house right. of God. We need each other. Man. We need we need one another, and I, depression runs rampant in this season, and and it's, a lot of that is because we 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 get isolated. It's a very sad thing. I talk to my friends. Some have large, very very large ministries that into thousands. Some have very small churches, and they're all saying the same thing. About forty percent are back. About fifty percent are back. And it's like, are you kidding me? We're, and we're we're no different. It's like the it's like the national average or something. And it's like, well, what? Only only forty fifty percent actually trusting God, believing God. Come on, I think um, and, and some. I have serious health issues and they they're trying to they're trying to make it through this process and, and I get that and we've we 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 believe that but people come with their masks on we don't care about that we don't judge anybody it is what it is people are vaccinated here some are not vaccinated we don't say all we all we've ever said is we want the freedom to choose to be vaccinated or not I'm gonna stand right there as an American citizen thank God we have that choice uh, but they're trying to make it that we don't that's all, that's that that won't fly in Amer- right. with Americans especially with us but I know we're lacking time and you got to go at, right after this but but the thing is is that is that I'm saying that that come come as you are come trusting believing God most people have just gotten out of the habit honey right. and you know what come it's Christmas come ready to give 
not financially, but come ready to give of your time. Can can we not give God an hour, you know, an hour and a half of our time? Sure we can. But can we also be a giver to those that are also coming? Somebody that's coming to church, they need to see your smiling face. They need to see, you know, your they they need to experience your hugs. They need they your words of encouragement. To give. You need to give that. You've got it on the inside of you. It's time to be a giver. I can't tell you how many times as a senior pastor of this church, I know you've had the same thing, honey. Um, people come to me in dire straits, and I have not seen them in a year. But they they, they know where to go to get the help. And, you know, in my flesh, I'm almost like, uh, you know, you could have been helped a long time ago. You didn't have to wait till now. You're in a place of just absolute desperation. Um, yes, we'll pray for you. Yes, we'll try to be here for you. But at the same point, you reap what you sow. If you're not willing to sow into something, don't always think you're going to get something. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, thank God for our ministry. It's strong and healthy, and God's in it, and we're not going anywhere, and we're here. We're, we're in it to win it, and, uh, and God called us here. Thank God we have a destiny. But I can I can understand where some pastors go. You know what? If I'm not being appreciated, if people don't want to come hear me, I put all this time and effort into things. They don't want to give of their tithe and offering. Don't want to give their time to volunteer in the church. I get why some pastors quit, and they do. By and large, most pastors end up quitting the ministry, and and you never hear from them again. They go get a job, and they're happier. Um, that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be that way. Um, it should be. You know, it should be twenty percent of the people doing hauling all the work. It should be everybody. Right with a heart that's willing right. and obedient. And we got some of the best people on the planet right here right. in this ministry that are so giving that's and so wonderfully and loving and kind. And what we're asking for is other people go, especially those that used to be here, but you watch, watch, you're, you're faithful, but we need you to be a part. We, we got so much to do in the kingdom of God. Right. It's not about getting. We got to get our focus off of what can you give to me, but it's what can you give. And and I won't go into it. You've heard my story, and maybe I'll come out with it again, mm -hmm. of my life was changed because a stranger came up and gave me a hug in a, in a, in a bookstore. Mm -hmm. My right. whole life, everything that was going in one direction changed instantly because a woman just came up and said, I know you don't know me, but the Lord told me to give you a hug. Life changed. You, Amen. you got two arms, you can change somebody's life. Amen. You got a mouth that you can speak, you can change somebody's life. Be a giver. And the way that you can do that, come to the house of God and just say, God, what can I give to you today? Yeah, but also, how can I be a giver to somebody else? Well, praise God. We hope you've enjoyed this today. It's been awesome, honey. And uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas. We're not, we're not quite there yet. We've got a couple more programs before we actually have our Christmas program. But but it's going to be a great Christmas season. Learning to give is probably the best way to be able to start the season off right. So we love you. God bless you. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.